Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. I'm your host, Ken Seymour, with your other host, Richard Geiger. Just here chilling on a couch. We are here with a guest host who we have had the pleasure of talking with in a previous interview. He owns the Comedy Addict in Bloomington, Indiana, Mr. Jared Thompson. Hello. How, how are you? <laughs> I'm fantastic. Um. <laughs> oh, he's starting to fade. We, the big man's going down here. I'm not. Psh. I'll probably go home and play video games till like four in the morning. <laughs> well, our episode this week, we I'm want... all hopped up on Mountain Dew. Oh, see, and now it's coming. It just took a minute to kick in. <laughs> it, yeah, wait, yeah, I, yeah I, see, it's, it's not on my list, but I can see that it could be. So, yeah. So uh, we we are doing one of our top ten lists. We wanted to do something a little little different. We've done top ten lists on music. We've done several on movies, usually to do with specific time periods. Uh, but we're we're branching into a specific topic this time. We want to talk about top ten sports movies. Now, sports is a broad category, so this could get kind of interesting on what we consider to be a sport A and B a sports movie B. <laughs> Uh, so we're it's just, just going to kind of tear into it. And we always like to let our guests start whenever they have their own list. Uh, so, so good, sir. You're number 10. Well, I will say that first before that, for me at least, I look, I've always looked at it like, is it on e- ESPN? Ah, okay. That's typically been, so like, even though I don't have a poker movie on here, I do have a gaming movie. So like, and when this movie was released, they didn't really show gaming, but now they do. So like, anyway, I'm actually, so my number 10 movie, uh, it's funny because, so so it's Rocky. And I feel like that the majority of people who watch a lot of movies, so then sort of by accident, watch a lot of sports movies. Um, I, I think that most people would probably have it a little bit higher, but I have it part. Of, it's funny because there's a couple of these on my list where it reminds me of like a singer that didn't die. Mm-hmm. So like how much more respected would, for instance, Elton John be like, he would probably be considered like a top three, maybe, uh, so, solo artist of uh, you know uh, uh, you know uh, of all time if he would have died in like 1975, but sure. because he sort of kept going and and like maybe a better example is Rod Stewart. Certainly he would never be considered like an elite person, but he has just shit on his catalog for so long that. But anyway, so I feel like that the sequels, although both of the uh, Creed movies are very good. I feel like the sequels have sort of made the original Rocky feel not as good as it really is. So that could be playing into why I don't have it higher because I think that it's probably one of the only movies nominated for best picture that is on my list. In fact, maybe only one other. So it's, it's if you were to poll sports fans, it probably would be higher than 10, but I have it at 10 just because it's, it's very good. I definitely like to watch it. Um, but I think it's sort of clouded by how dumb some of the some of the sequels were. Mm-hmm. But I would say Creed is the first Creed would be at like thirteen or so. I mean, it's yeah. that close. It's really good. That's actually about where I weeded it out. Yeah. It was yeah. it was it was it's about great. to get the top ten. And the and, the, and the, the second one was good, not as good, but 
Yeah. So uh, just to kind of quote a movie that I'm still trying to get this one to watch uh, all the way through, uh, I believe it was Jack Black that uh, asked the question, is it better to uh, burn out or to fade away? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, as someone that used to run a record store, I quote High Fidelity a lot as well. So (laughs) That, That movie is fantastic. That's debatable. <laughs> well, well, what what isn't debatable is your number ten pick is next. Got so many to choose from here. So, I appreciate the Rocky movies in general, mm-hmm. but they don't really do much for me in don't terms resonate. of yeah. So, that's what my list is kind of go go for. Like, this isn't the highest quality of movies in in a sense, but ones that I appreciate and I could watch, or if they're on TV, I'd like to. I would stop and continue to watch them so um uh, I, I it's hard to rank them from one to ten so i'll just throw out a list in does, general order i'll go that route um i have written down here a one that might be on some of the other lists here i have a league of their own so i it's yeah, just uh, dotty right right the uh, pop doll is right there nice so does she, yeah yeah so so I mean, what what more can you really say? It's just an all-around really good movie that centers around uh, baseball. It's got a great cast. It's got those feel-good moments. It's got some memorable one-liners in it. Um, even Madonna's in it, you know? Like, okay, cool, whatever. So, I, I will tell you what. She's great will, in it. Yeah. yeah, Madonna's fantastic. She's actually really good in a lot of movies. That yeah, she's she is. In. She was a lot better actor than we thought she would be, I think. Yeah, that was um, really surprising. But even people would appreciate Rosie O'Donnell in this yes. movie. Yeah, she's great. She did great. I mean, and there's a lot of little, a lot of little nuggets. I mean, talking about uh, comedy. I mean, how cool is it to have John Lovitz yeah. in in the part that he has right. in that film? See, I can't stand him, and I love him in that role. <laughs> so he's just perfect for that role. Even though I don't really like him, I, I really. When I say I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't stand him. It, it's true. <laughs> so anyway, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Jones in that film too. I mean, maybe better known for his role in Stargate SG One. Uh, so I mean, as the as General Hammond back in back is in he Marla Hooch's dad? No, he is the the manager of the opposing team. Oh, of the of the or of the Racine. Yeah, exactly. The one who has to tell the the girl who can't read that yeah. she's yeah gotcha that's exactly gotcha. right yeah. i mean they, they this the little bits and pieces i mean you got david uh uh Strahern in that yes well he's always great yeah he's kind of made so yeah that's definitely on my list too it's a little yes, higher and is mine yeah. Me, yep so. <laughs> but yeah yeah fantastic he he also likes to torpedo my lists to to put his <laughs> well that's why <laughs> yeah i can see that sure it's a good thing okay well i i think i've got a top 10 uh, my number 10 is likely not on either of your lists because okay. i think a lot of people would not consider it a sports film but i, I would and my number 10 would be uh, Searching for Bobby Fischer. Chess? It's a chess, chess movie? It's about, uh, is is uh, Kasparov in the movie? Uh, I think he is briefly, yeah, if yeah, I remember yeah. correctly. And it's, it's you know, it's Olympic. I mean, so it's yeah. a considered sport. But uh, that film has such an amazing cast. I mean, especially for something out in 93. I mean, you got Lawrence Fishburne in it, and you've got... Uh, 
Ben Kingsley and David Paymer and William H. Macy and Tony Shalhoub. And it's just like this, this cast that's just amazing. And it deals with something that a lot of people would not find an action-oriented thing in, in a game of chess. But it's very, very mental, and it brings a certain amount of moral questioning on how to live your life in it that a lot of sports movies have which is is kind of why I have that in the spot that it's in. I mean, and the uh, uh, the, the director uh, did all the King's Men, so I mean, he's yeah. the director's fantastic, so. Well, my number 9 movie is uh, sort of my my one sort of outlier so of a tra- traditional sport, I guess. Um, and I decided just tonight that I wanted to add in documentaries as part of this, just because, you know, there's not a ton of sports docs, so it's not like it would be something you could make a second top 10. So my number nine movie is the King of Kong. And I honestly, I would say that it's, um, murder ball would be one of the other, uh, sort of sports docs that I would I would put near the list, and I have another one on here later. But um, I would say that Mur- Murderball, The King of Kong, and Man on Wire are probably the best three do- documentaries I've seen in the last like ten ish years. Um, certainly, if not the three best, certainly right up there. I would say that you know. At the time that it was released, I probably wouldn't have thought that it was a sports movie, but because we've sort of allowed gaming into that world for yeah. you know for many reasons, um, I feel like it 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 could be there. And frankly, uh, it bump the thing it bumped out of the top ten is The Sandlot, which I love, but it's not it isn't an elite movie. Like I I, I looked at it like okay, do I believe that that gaming is a sport? And if I say yes, then do I believe this is a better, a more well-made movie than, 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 than the Sandlot? And yes, it is. So, I I know for me at least, when I make a a list of any kind, I I very firmly believe that any two movies you can make a list of two movies, one is better than the other. It's just right. something that I've always been been able to do. There's just this. I have a just a, I don't know what it is. There's like a mechanism inside of me that's able to say that Toy Story three is is a better movie than almost anything that's been released. I mean, it literally the only movie since Fargo that I can say is better than Toy Story three. There's only one that I know of that's better, and that's no 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 country for old men. That was after solid. that movie. I'm not saying that Toy Story 3 is the second best movie in the last 20 years, but there's no other movie that's better. It's that good. So anyway, that's sort of why I wanted to include something like this, is that I wanted to recognize how great of a film that, that it is. Yeah, it was and if we think it's a sport, then here, here we are. I, well, I like it that way. The category you know, nowadays, if you, you can even watch it on ESPN2, is yes. eSports. That's yeah. what I mean. Is it like now that the... You know Python or whatever the guy's name is. The fam- I don't know what his name is, but there's like mm-hmm. gamers that are like banded or whatever that are like, you know, they'll be like recognized in the airport. Yeah. So anyway, Ninja Shroud. Ninja. That's it. I was Dr. close. Disrespect is the best streamer, but that's yeah. a whole other discussion. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Well, what's your number nine, good sir? Okay, so a, a lot of these 
like I said, aren't maybe traditional ones. So I'll, I'll mix them up. I'll go with a, a non non traditional one in a sense. Uh, I've got Happy Gilmore on here. Yeah, I love it. Yep. Happy Gilmore. So it's it's weird to think that an Adam Sandler movie has such an effect because people people don't like Adam Sandler. It's so by much. far his funniest movie, though. People will say B- Billy Madison, but that movie is is much better. Yeah, it really is, and I and I think they're both funny, but. It's great. I love it. If I'm just wanting to watch something stupid, I'll turn that on. It's just it's, there's nothing great about it. It's just really fun. Well, I I, I think in terms of it, even if you get the introduction to the care uh, to the character, he's a bad hockey player. Yeah. Right? right. And that that to me is funny. Just to go out there and like see him. His whole his his whole shtick is this: he's just the the guy that goes out and punches everybody. Right. <laughs> but he does have a you know a really hard slap shot. So yeah. even that, and then and the, all the characters that are in it um, have their own little parts. You know, Ben Stiller's kind of yeah. hidden away yeah. in it. Like, there's just a lot of. I think he's a fun character or something. I can't remember exactly who he is in the movie. No, I thought he no, I'm was. I'm thinking of him with the Fu Manchu and C- Cable Guy. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember who he is in that movie. Uh, he is. They they are. He's um, like the officiator. Uh, ben right? Stiller is in. They they are in the. His grandma is in the That's place. Right. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. they're sewing <laughs> stuff, and he's the one pushing them to, sh- to sew more yeah. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's um, good. Well, Michael, um, I about said Michael McDonald, uh, Christopher McDonald. I mean, that, great. that yeah. particular part kind of made him His hue, his knew. hue of his face, like how red he is, just, it, you, it just, he was perfect. He was just, this is an example of like Half-Baked or Friday or another movie that like nobody's going to die on the hill that it's a great movie. No. But it's so watchable and fun. I, I, I'm, I'm. You know, I didn't put it on my list, but I'm with you. It's good. It's got those one-liners in there. You know, like, yeah. I can eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like you. Yeah. Um, it's good. And Carl Weathers, of course. Right. Yes. And Carl Weathers, who is just in Combat Carl. Yeah. For all the uh, t- Toy Story fans. Yeah. Um, okay. So anyway. No, no, I was with you. I was just yep. going to ask, like, and of course, the I, I like any 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 time a member of Mad TV can sneak into a film. So I have him, Will Sasso. In the beginning of the film was just kind of a, yeah. a fun thing too. Sure. Um, okay, so my my number nine uh, would be uh, Caddyshack. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a classic kind of weird golf movie. I mean, it has everything that you could possibly want in, in terms of just uh, ridiculous humor. It's it's a, it maybe hasn't aged as well as some films sure. might. It's a product of its times, but. I mean, it's hard to go wrong with Chevy Chase and Rodney Dangerfield and Bill Murray and Ted Knight and, you know, just everybody in there and directed by Harold Ramis, who is just one of my favorites. That's like his first film, too. Ted Knight, to me, wins the movie. He's fantastic. Yeah. It's actually, it's so that's one of the two that got dropped off of my list. When when I added the uh, do- documentaries in, I think I had it at nine, so it was my number. So it was right ahead of the Sandlot at ten, and so now that I've got the two docs in, that got, that was one of my two that got knocked off. But it's definitely great. Yeah, and and it's one of those things where there are elements in the movie where I can smile every single time yeah. I watch it. Just yep. like the boobies. 
Well, I was going to go more with uh, Bill Murray uh, acting that like too. he was uh, in the Masters and, and hitting flowers or the, the instance of the game of golf in the rain. God, God wouldn't uh, stop me. This is the best game I've uh, ever had. <laughs> so my number eight movie is my first baseball movie, of which there are four. Nice. And uh, I honestly think that it, when this movie was released, I think that I I think I would have probably it would have been my favorite movie as a kid and it's Bad News Bears. Um it is just I there's something about it like the mistakes in the movie are really like now, there's so many weird things. Walter Matthau? Yes, of okay. course. I mean I'm not no way am I going to I mean I saw it. <laughs> I was going to say it's like the hey, the Billy Bob Thornton movie. I did see it but no, no it's just there are so many weird just things that happen in it and it's just like almost like it's it, it has a weird kind of B movie feel to it in certain ways and like yeah. they say the N word which you're just like holy crap like where the shortstop call he says uh he says the S word that's also a uh a slur yeah and uh so like i can't show my son this movie yet but like i he would love it if he could watch it it just so casually drinks beer during the games and like it's just anyway it's it it's it, it is such a spectacular movie if you just sort of let it go if you just mm-hmm. if you just sort of watch it and you're and uh i have to remind myself you know that I, I want I want to show my kids the movie, but you just you can't. I mean, you, yeah. they've, it was and it was probably thought of as a kids movie. I bet at the time. Sure, I bet it sure. was. Yeah. You know, and uh, but you know, and and I actually both of the sequels are somewhat watchable. The uh, uh, Breaking Training is definitely a good but not great movie. Uh, where where they go to the Astrodome. Um, so yeah, that's my number eight movie. Yeah, that's a good one. That almost almost hit my top yeah. top grouping. Okay, so kind of falling in line with some of the most of my most of my movies on here aren't necessarily serious movies, I guess we'll say. But um, I'll go with and looking here, I'll go with Major League as the next one up. Always solid. So. In the sense when you, all the character, all the characters that have their own, I think, little individual parts in the movie, you know, Corbin Burtson and Charlie Sheen, all these people, they're they're their own unit. And and the fact that they come together and succeed and do that, like, you know, that's cheesy. Oh, okay. But it's just like the whole the whole setup of everything and the, all the, all the components are just really good. Wesley Snipes in there. So yeah. it, it just has a really good set of people that work well together and do their own individual parts. It's fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Uh, like I said, the fact that it's the Cleveland Indians <laughs> who have always been kind of down on their luck type of uh, franchise for the most part um so i i get all of it you know like i said there was a cheesy factor to it and but that's okay i was gonna have it on my list but it was just a bit outside so uh, that's good uh so as a cubs fan i went to game seven of the world series in cleveland and uh when we were driving into town when we were passing by what i would imagine is about where it happens in the movie we played 
the the uh, R- Randy Newman song as we were driving into Cleveland. That's in the nice. uh, uh, the uh, uh, opening credits of the movie. Um, but anyway, it's yeah, yeah it's pretty fantastic. I agree. There's a lot of individual parts to it, and uh, my only maybe one of the only reasons that I didn't put it in in higher on my lists that uh, didn't make the top ten is because sometimes it felt like there were too many disparate things going on that it didn't really tie itself together until towards the end of the film it was a little a little messy at times but so much fun yeah um well let's see my number eight uh uh maybe i i like it because it it takes a slightly different look i like films that take a slightly different look at sports uh even though it's kind of considered a romantic comedy uh it's still definitely a sports film and that would be jerry Maguire. uh going 1996 camera crow uh, obviously, Tom Cruise he he tends to uh, pick some pretty solid movies when he goes yeah, out, and, for sure. and he's got a great cast on, on on that film. You know, Cuba Gooding and Renee Zellweger and uh, Kelly Preston and Jerry O'Connell, who I always loved. Re- Regina King, oh, I have yeah. to mention because she might be the best actor. In, 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 you know, uh, she's in the top three best actors working t- today. So, and yeah. she's she she plays Cuba Gooding's wife in the movie, yep. and she's she fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, I, I, and just uh, again that little Mad TV thing having Harry Spears in there doesn't doesn't hurt. He was yep. kind of hot at that point, and we talk a lot about comic book movies, and so a major. Well, major may not be the right word, but somebody that kind of is a recurring thing, Donald Logue, is is in the film. So I mean, it's just kind of kind of. I like the fact that it takes not just a different look; it goes about looking at the sport from the eyes of of the of the management and and the managers and uh, the scouts, and just kind of seeing the completely different direction, but from a lens of what is what is moral in the way that we uh, deal with each other and the people that bring us this entertainment, what is right in how we handle things. I just love that. Well, my number seven movie is I think a byproduct of me being born in 1977. So it was released before I was born and I don't love the sport as much as I do baseball. So like I'll go back on a movie, say like the bad news bears so because I think that much like Rocky, I think this is probably would be higher up on like if you were to poll like a bunch of people. But I have Bre- Breaking Away at number seven. And I ha- and one of the, in the, the that it's even on my list is because we showed um, we showed the movie as part of the Benson movie I- interruption at Limestone. And I watched it and it was so hard for them to do it in certain times because it's so good. And I remember thinking, Oh, this is kind of like a corny movie. And like, I didn't realize that it had been like nominated for a few things. And, um, really interesting to watch the movie and see this club. Like it's, you can see it a couple times when, uh, it's really, really cool. Um, I uh, Dennis Christopher is obviously really great in it, and I'm totally blanking on the dad's name, but he's just fantastic. He was in a bunch of stuff uh, even later on. So I think if I would have watched it as much as some of the movies that are higher up on the list, I would probably have it higher, but that's my number seven. Well, and cycling often doesn't really get right, us Right, exactly. Due, but, sure. Uh, funny note, 
I was in that film. Oh, well, geez. There you go. Well, <laughs> I, was in the I have a feeling maybe it's higher yeah, up you're... on your list then. No, no. no? I, I was I was, I was, was a wee baby Okay, well, there you <laughs> in go. the crowd. <laughs> so. Well, and I, I don't know if the people listening know about this movie. People around here love it because it's it's basically based on an event that happens here in Bloomington every year. Right. right. So it, it gets a lot more playtime maybe in this town city that really anywhere else in the country would ever get the play time yeah the dad whatever his name is and uh was nominated and i believe it was nominated for screenplay i think i'm pretty sure so it definitely was like a known thing when it was released but you're not wrong that like if you're not in bloomington you're certainly not keeping tabs on the movie like we do here yeah so oscar winner for best writing screenplay written directly for the screenplay holy cow and then what what's the dad's name he was nominated for uh, I think he was nominated for Paul so, Dooley. Yes, so good. And I think yeah, he, Dennis Quaid, Daniel Stern, Jackie Earl Haley. So like, so good. Killer, like a K- cast Kelly Leak, baby. A cast before anybody knew who mm-hmm. any of those people were. You know, I have were. to say something real quick about about um, about um, Ke- Kelly Leak as uh, I saw that Nightmare for Christmas re- remake, yeah. and it was terrible. I mean, it was just awful. <laughs> But man, was he good! Yeah, holy! Ca- I mean, he was really, really great as Freddy Krueger. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, good old Frederick of Krueger. Okay, so got a lot. I mean, so many good but not good movies on here. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll throw out the one, and when we were putting these lists together, um, Ken had mentioned it, and I was like, I my my eyes perked up, and I was like, oh my gosh, why is this not on my list? Um, I've got sudden death. Yep, that's that's what he had. He, yeah, he sent me an email about it. Yeah, and I, I guess if you if you don't pay attention to this movie, <laughs> the whole thing takes place during a hockey game, right? So yeah. it's it's all revolving around a sporting event, but it's got, I guess, two of the best or worst. Best worst, I don't know. However, you want to classify him. So it's a Van Damme movie, yeah. And people don't pay attention to this Van Damme movie because there's no. other ones that are so good, bad. Uh, but the key in this is Powers Booth. Oh yeah. Powers Booth is just amazing. He's awesome. Pretty much he anything. He was awesome in everything. And pretty much anything that he ever does. So that he that's all you need to. Uh, Jim Jones in one of the Jim Jones movies, which I'm like obsessed with the story. Yeah. So I just happened to watch it. It's not a good movie, but he's good in it. He I, was in the he, MCU. He he, he he just really he just he just died, didn't he? Yeah, Recently. he did. Yeah. I I was always um, um, a big fan of just a lot of the things that he get. He kind of doesn't play the same character i mean he does but he doesn't in, in a sense you know well, he, he always plays the character that has that serious kind of gravitas uh tombstone people yeah. know him from that deadwood yeah. deadwood is where I, where I really just he uh, was so good on there. so good in, in in that and i wish he would have been around to be able to do I the know. the yeah. movie but yeah yeah, yeah. and and yeah. like i said there, there's other people that are in that you would recognize in sudden death but Really, all you need to know are those two people. Yeah, pretty much. It, it's a fun movie to pass a, an hour and a half yeah. around. Sure. 
Uh, all right, so my number seven, uh, in a similar vein, in that it's a good film to pass an hour and a half, and if it comes on television, I can't help but watch it. Uh, going back to a little Adam Sandler goodness, and that's The Water Boy. Um, I, I have a soft spot for that film. I can't help it. I know it's not a great film, I, and I watch it, but it's, it's got just this weird kind of personality that, that speaks to me. I mean, I've had that, well, I grew up on wrestling, for one thing, so having Paul White in the beginning of it was just kind of a, a fun little thing, and anything that Henry Winkler is in just kind of makes me smile. Mm-hmm. So combining that with the fact that it's, it was, I was really big into football at the time, and you're going to bring in uh, Feruza Balk, who is in one of my actual top ten movies of all time, being American History X, and she's she you know she was fun in that and Kathy Bates I mean just I cannot help but laugh every single time ta- every single time you know you're wrong Colonel Sanders I mean, it's like just little little bits <laughs> the water boy will not be making my list but uh, I mean I get it I like like we were talking about earlier my, I mean I told myself for years that Spaceballs was my favorite movie so I definitely get the sort of good bad movie yep. thing but it's the reason I call every I, I call I call football foosball. Yeah, all sure. the time, and it's because of this movie. I just I don't know what it is about Adam Sandler. I mean, I know we just I know I heaped praise on uh, on uh, H- Happy Gil- Gilmore, but I just I can't stand the guy. I just can't. <laughs> I just don't like him. So this it just I couldn't get past the accent. I just I don't know. <laughs> all right. So my number six movie actually we already uh, we uh, this is going to happen the next two movies we just talked about Ma- Major League, but oh, yeah. so I. So for me, there's probably not a movie. I would say the only movie I had a VHS tape with Spaceballs, Major League, and Groundhog Day, and I would watch the three of them. Good group. Like, just in order all the time. So I've probably quoted Major League more times in my life than any other movie as a baseball fan, as someone that's umpired for 20 years, as someone who coaches my son's teams, it's a very important element of my life in a lot of ways. I I know that it's ne- it was never going to win anything or whatever, but I definitely take umbrage with your thought that it was like had like a, some like major problems because I don't know what what they are. I mean, I get that it's. We sort of already have to just assume it's not going to be great because it's a comedy, and that very rarely. I mean, you know, so some like it hot is one of the few you know movies that you'll ever watch. It's a great, a fantastic top ten level movie that's also a comedy. It just doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. So we we already have to like suspend our thought process anyway since it's a comedy. So I would maybe later we can talk about what you're talking about, but. For for me, there's and it is somehow a pretty believable movie. Like the the actors can play, yeah. and uh, they it's usually a very bad thing in a sports movie. Like Teen Wolf, for instance, it's just a horrible. <laughs> they can't play basketball. No, they're pretty bad. And you're, it just it isn't it just isn't believable to me that they would be playing you know varsity ba- basketball. So I. There's something, you know, again, it's time and place. I am a weekly guest on a, uh, uh, you know, on a podcast about music. And one of the things we talk about the most is, is that like you like the bands that you liked, like 
you still listen to bands that you liked when you were 12. Right. And that's ma- major league. I was 12. So th- there you go. Well, like, like you said, I mean, you're, we're all the same age here. When we grew up baseball, if you watch sports and you didn't have cable, which was me, I had a few channels. We had uh, WGN and we had a couple other ones. So like we watched the Cubs and yeah. the White Sox, White Sox occasionally, but more so the Cubs. Yeah. And you grew up watching baseball. Right. So baseball movies do hold a strong, I feel like, sentiment, you know. Yeah. Um, watched a lot of baseball in the 80s and in the 90s, you know, product of watching the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire season. Mm-hmm. Like, we glued to the TV doing that. And that's, it's just not the same anymore. Right. But growing up when there was all these types of baseball movies, yeah. I think just... I think that's why it kind of sticks, at least for me, and why I like a lot of the baseball movies also. Makes sense. Um, I'll just repeat kind of another one on the list was Waterboy. Uh, so for, for my next one, I'll just do Waterboy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I only have uh, two Adam Sandler ones on my list here. So I, I kicked some Adam Sandler out of the top ten. <laughs> and, and that's okay because... It goes back to the same thing. When I grew up, didn't have cable, but I had NBC. So I could watch Saturday Night Live. And yeah. he was part of the cast that I grew up on. Oh, sure. I get it. I know. And I know that. It just, whew, I just, it just, I've never. But Mama said. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's, I mentioned before, he grinds on people. People oh, yeah. just don't like him, but it's. It's, it's like junk food. I can't help it. Yep. I, I like it. Guilty. Okay. All right. So uh, you had a boxing film as your number 10. My number six is a boxing film. Um, as much as I wanted to include some, some Rocky, I, in terms of boxing, like this film just a little bit better because I thought it had some more depth and it, and it elicited more emotion out of me than any of the Rocky films ever did. And for me, that's a million dollar baby. Mm-hmm. Um, 2004, Clint Eastwood, Hilary Swank, Morgan Freeman. I mean, Mike Coulter's in it. Anthony Mackinney's in it. Uh, Ricky Lindholm, who was in Garfunkel she, and Oates. Yeah, she, yeah, they've they've been here. They are fantastic. Yeah, and so I forgot that she was in it, but she was in it right. It was right around when she was here. So, so I mean that that film being able to take. A, um, a movie started out with one genre and then switch it in the middle of the film and pull it off. Just a hardcore change, just a snap, and it's yeah. a different movie. <laughs> That's right. It was a snap. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember the Literally. movie at all. I saw it in the theater, and I just I do not remember seeing it. I remember thinking it was good. I mean, I had it on my top ten probably for that year, but I don't remember this switch that we're talking about. And I tell so, you what, Hillary Swank acted her ass off. Yeah, I remember it being good. I just, yeah, it's just so good. Well, as I said, my third of four b- baseball movies we've we uh, have t- talked about. So my number five movie, we're in the top five. Right, is a league of their own. Uh, it is uh, again time and place and all those other things, but uh, I want to tell a story real quick about this. And he'll, I will, I will mention him again later. But um, we were sitting here in the green room, and we we're talking about sports movies with a bunch of comics. And David Ansbaugh, the director of Hoosiers, and Rudy was in here, and all he's very t- talkative. 
And all of a sudden, a league of their own is brought up. And he just doesn't say anything. And it was noticeable to me just because I've talked about so many movies with, with him and we've talked ad nauseum about Hoosiers and we've talked, you know, we can talk about any movie and the guy has as much depth to talk about movies as anyone that, that I've ever met. And he just wasn't saying anything. And I was like, Dave, like, what, what <laughs> why, why aren't you saying anything? Well, he was like, look, he was like, Google a league of their own David Ansbaugh. So he was the original director oh. of the movie. And he had a, a major part of the cast was his. Oh. And they found out that they could get Tom Hanks if they had P Penny Marshall. They had just worked together on, oh, on Big. Man. And, uh, of course, Gary Marshall was in the movie, mm -hmm. so that added a little bit more to it. And I can't remember if he had Madonna... I think he had Rosie, but not Madonna and they could get Madonna. And I think they were worried that Gina Davis wasn't like a big enough star to really be able to carry the movie. So he was going to, and, uh, Belushi was going to be Tom Hanks. Uh, oh, and of course he ended up doing Mr. Baseball or, uh, Mr. Destiny, right. Mm -hmm. Mr. De Destiny, which is actually, that's a great film. It's pretty good. Actually it is. And that would be a, you know, very lesser, no, probably never even pressed on Blu-ray Blu if D DVD. I don't even know. But anyway, I thought it was an interesting story. I mean, I think we their own, I think it's, they, I don't know if it's Panavision or whatever it is that they, they were the first movie to film in it. And I don't think it lasted very long because no. you don't see movies like, but anyway, that's my, that's my, that's my number five. That's definitely good. I think that's going to be a film in all, I know it's all three of our lists because yeah. you guys have already done it. It's just higher up on yeah. mine. <laughs> all right. So I've got to go with something else here. Um, let's go with a movie that is one of the you know classiest sports that we can find, and that's bowling. Um, so I've got Kingpin yeah. on here. <laughs> um, it to to build up something where you coined a term in the movie, like where you were Munsoned. Like to me, that's hilarious, and it's such a a running gag through the movie that it's so subtle. Yeah, it's just it's just there. But it, he doesn't realize it that everybody else has coined that term on him, right? So there's a lot of subtle elements to us. Like the, the cast is spot on, the humor is dirty, but not. It's got it, it's a Farrelly Brothers type of you know thing, yeah. and then Bill Murray just makes a killer appearance at the end. It's I love that bowling ball. I mean, if bowling anything. ball is so. It's it's a great bowling ball. It's a great look. Probably not a good real Probably bowling ball. Probably not a good real bowling ball. But his hairpiece that was also fantastic. is just amazing in this. And and I, I in the grand scheme of things, I'm not a big Woody Harrelson fan, but I am a Woody Harrelson fan. Like mm -hmm. I I've, I liked him since Cheers. You oh know? yeah. Uh, I guess I watched a lot of Cheers when I was. I did watch a lot of Cheers. Watching the five stations that I had. So. Yeah, King Payne, King King Ben to me. I'll stop and watch that movie anytime just because it's so funny. Yeah, I, I wanted to think about putting that on the list because I wanted a bowling movie, but it's just so it's funny in a lot of spots, but it's kind of groan worthy in a lot of spots for me. So I, I just couldn't couldn't manage to to put it there. 
but I'm going to kind of skip my number five in the sense that we've already talked about. Happy Gilmore is my number five, yeah. and we're going to we're just, we'll just okay. shoot over to your number four. So my number four is my second d- documentary and the highest one on my list, and it's Hoop Dreams, and it is uh, maybe I would say in my lifetime, you know, th- Thin Blue Line would be one that comes to mind yeah. as like the best, but I, I honestly think that in my lifetime, man, man on wire is the best do- documentary, but I would say the hoop dreams because I love ba- basketball. I've probably watched it more often than, than any other. And I remember like knowing a little bit about the story. Cause I remember like Bill Clinton was involved where like he pardoned one of them. I can't remember. So I remember hearing about it. So when I went to go watch the movie, I was like, Oh, I kind of already know a little bit about it, but it's just, it's, it's really a, it's, I mean, I don't really know how else to say it other than that it, that it's a masterpiece. It's mm. just a, a, it's so sad and affecting, but also you feel, you know, I just feel a sense of like, of, um, wonder when you watch these kids in the movie and it's just great uh, all the way around. And, uh, I because it isn't easy to watch. I probably haven't watched it as often as a lot of the movies on my list, but um, it's fantastic. So that's my number four movie. Yeah, that that uh, I'm I've never been a huge fan of basketball, but that particular documentary was yeah. was really well done. It does have a uh, what do you call it? A town, a city favorite. <laughs> yeah, you can say one that. coach Bob Knight in it. Yeah. Though I'm not a, he's not one of my favorites. But yeah, that's a different. Conversation. That's a different kind of conversation. Uh, okay, so I uh, mentioned this briefly before. I don't know if we got it on. We did get it. I said I was all hopped up on Mountain Dew, yeah. so I'm gonna go with Talladega Nights on here. Uh, Ricky Bobby, gotta love it. Yeah, it's uh, funny. It's very funny. Uh, you know, Will Ferrell does. Almost too many things, right? In in terms of the movies that he does and the TV shows and the things like that, he almost oversaturates himself. So I can get why people will get burned out on him, but this movie's just funny. Um, there's no two parts about it because I am. I personally think NASCAR is one of the most boring, most of all boring. Time. Foolish. It's been really kind of fun to watch it burn burn itself to to the ground because no so... one's watching it anymore, which is nice. Now, now, people that are listening to this, where we live at, racing cars is a huge yeah. thing. Is there it? are racetracks. Oh yeah, I didn't like, know that. There are racetracks out there. Um, I can hear them. We get we get people all the time and in other walks of life that that we engage in that we 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 talk to. No idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you, like you, you, like you, you could have just just said that people have to guzzle mayonnaise in this time. I've never known that. Yeah. There's a racetrack that's just on the outskirts of town. Yeah, somewhere. yeah, the the, uh, the speedway. But I feel like that when I've talked, to, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I just didn't realize it was that big of a deal. That's pretty. Big. And then of course the Indy 500 is just north of here by an hour that you can't even watch when the race is on TV because yeah, they black it out. So another dumb thing about racing. Yeah, like, I think they finally changed it this last year. I think. I think I remember. You're I don't, right. Who, who knows? But it, There's just a lot of foolish things about yeah, driving in a sure, circle. And I, sure. hey, it's not it's not my thing. But no. if you can make fun of it 
without being underhanded about it, but just make fun of it and have it come out to be really funny, then I'm all about it. And, and that's what happens in, sure. in this particular movie. And John C. Riley uh, Fantastic. plays Great. off, in, I mean, so well as the counterpart. Sasha Baron Cohen's in it, Gary Cole's in it. I mean, there's just a lot of really cool people that are in this movie. Yeah. And like I said, if you can make fun of it, but not be underhanded about it it's fun for me well obviously i like comedies and i've had several on the list so far but going to some more uh drama fair for my number four um uh, a lot of people think that it's kind of surface level but i can't help but like it uh i'm going with invincible um it is i, I know it it is mark Wahlberg, greg kinnear i've uh, never heard of this movie it is uh talking about uh Foosball again. Talks about the foosball. On the oh, he's a kicker for the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. He, he he's was like a special teams. Special teams. Uh, oh, okay, right. Punt, right yeah, right. punt uh, blocking and pa- return. Pa- Papali or yeah, I can't remember. Papali is right. But it's got uh, it's got Elizabeth Banks in it, uh, who uh, it's been in the news recently. I love her and most of the things uh, that she's been in, and uh, I, I love that Michael Raspoli is in it, who was in Rounders, kind of throwing back a little bit uh, which is also a really good movie Rhett rounders right and uh michael kelly uh, who was in house of cards and a bunch of other great. stuff i mean so just, good the, the cast is great the the tones that they used in filming it to try and give that feeling that it's you know something that happened in the past without making it kind of ridiculous that that quality of filming that they did just spot on the music some of it is music you've heard in everything but they use it in such a way that it doesn't become obvious and annoying it's just really well made well it is a disney movie if yes, i'm not mistaken wow well my number three movie is probably the most serious movie that we could possibly talk about on any of the lists and it is probably the if i i feel like that i maybe am putting a little bit more uh, onus on how good that a movie is and maybe your other two lists. Like, I'm not trying to speak for you, but it's like what my point is, is that like I, I, there's a bunch of sports movies that I love that we've talked about that I don't have on my list just because I feel like that once you get to the top few, we're talking about like, it has to basically be like an elite movie on mm-hmm. top of it being about sports. So, an, a, a, a movie that you're not going to watch all the time because it's just very hard to watch, but it's one of the best movies I've ever seen is Raging Bulls, my number oh, yeah. three movie. And it's, I mean, it's hard to watch this movie. It's yeah, like it watching, it's like if Mean Streets or any other early Scor- Scorsese was about boxing. It's just, t- Taxi Driver, it's just as hard to watch as that. And it's, so he has this ability to make a movie that, I really enjoy watching that I never want to watch again. And this is kind of in that same vein. I've watched it a few times o- over the years and I don't care about boxing even slightly. So it's weird that there's two boxing movies on my list, but like for instance, there's never been a football movie in my opinion, that's anywhere close to the 10, one of the 10 best movies. Like I would have to say that, you know, either, uh, you know, Rudy or, uh, remember the Titans would be the best football movie i've ever seen and i don't find either one of them to be nearly as good as any of the movies on on my list so 
But my point is, I watch fo- football way more often than I don't, could care less about boxing. Mm-hmm. There's just been several elite boxing movies, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, in general. So, yeah. So my number three movie is Raging Bull. Well, it's very tactile. You get a lot of physicality out of the De Niro trained yeah. box sure. in that, and he, I mean, they he was obviously good. There's stories yes. about how good he was yes. in doing that. I mean, that that film was fantastic. Sure. You should have trained to be a better talk show host. <laughs> <laughs> Different review. Okay. Yeah, we've already gone that one. Another uh, good example of a film that I really enjoyed that I'm probably not going to watch again. True. Uh, okay, so, you know, keeping in, in theme with taking this, you know, not super seriously, I got number three, uh, Dodgeball. <laughs> that just missed my top ten. <laughs> um, you know, it's got Chuck Norris in it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> you're you're leading with Chuck Norris. I lead with Chuck Norris. Yes. So the, the the movie is the movie is funny. Ben Stiller is over the top, maybe too over the top. That's okay. Uh, Vince Vaughn is Vince Vaughn in the movie. Uh, Alan Tudyk. I mean, Tudyk is fantastic in everything. Yeah, I think that's that's you know, all the little. All the non-major characters are the people that you're like, I love seeing that person in the movie. Steven yeah. Root is great. Uh, Gary Cole, once again, is in it. Uh, Jason Bateman. you know. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned earlier the sports movies about being on ESPN. Does that include the Ocho? Yes, of course it does. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I love this movie, so yes. Um uh, Hank Azaria, uh, you know William Shatner, David David Hasselhoff. So the the cast is just ridiculous, is and stupid. and how you get all these people together to make just an absurd movie like this, you you got to see that it's going to be a, a really good movie. Yeah. Um, and of course, Rip Torn is in it, and he, he's my favorite. Perfect, just perfect. Yeah. He was made to be in that movie. Yeah. In fact, the only other movie that I that I could say that he's better in, and it's this is even not even for sure. Is uh, uh, what's the uh, uh, the uh, Albert Brooks movie where he's dead? Uh, right. Uh, anyway, he's he's in that. He's his lawyer. Yeah. And he's just oh uh, uh, de- uh, defending your life. He's fantastic right. in that as well. He was always really good, but these are the two roles where I'm like, this is what he was made for. Yeah. Yeah. He just great. passed away a couple months yeah, ago. Yeah, he did. Actually. He did. Yeah. There were some stories about things that he would do. Like, didn't he? He just drunkenly broke into a, a bank like fairly recently. Yeah, he did. He, I think he had sort of had some issues later in life. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Crazy guy. My number three, you actually just kind of mentioned. Yeah, sorry uh, about that. No, you're good. Remember yeah. the Titans yeah. hit my top three. I mean, when it comes to depth, it may be somewhat formulaic in the way that it's laid out. And yeah. it's and it's meant to be that feel-good movie. But at the same time, it still manages to hit a chord with me in the sense that uh, – I, I feel the emotions that I want to feel when I'm trying to be hyped up or trying to, to feel like you're going to put something greater in with the sport that's essentially just a bunch of people playing with the ball for a couple hours. But, uh, you know, I mean, Denzel Washington, I mean, he doesn't touch something and not make it excellent. Yeah. But, it's, you know, it's also got a young Hayden Panettiere in it, which I had forgotten about momentarily. Yeah, never done Kiddo, that. yeah. Yeah, but uh, Ryan Gosling's in it. Uh, uh, Donald Faison. Is- Who's the other coach? He was in uh, oh. 
Will something or other. Will, he was, uh, Patton. Yeah, Will Patton. He was in uh, uh, the... Uh, we were just talking about Will Patton. The, he's in the movie... Uh, what, Punisher. But honestly, <laughs> one of the most uh, underrated movies I've ever seen, The uh, Mo- Mothman Pro- Prophecies, which right. is a great movie that was just panned. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. Anyway, he's really good in that, too. Oh, he's great. it's great. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, I, I mean, it's a great... It's definitely a great movie. I think that I... I think I saw it at the wrong. I've only seen it once, and I think I saw it at the wrong time because I was like probably at my most, uh, uh, you know, po- political maybe where I was like, ah, they would have, they wouldn't have been as nice to black people. I don't know. There's something about it where I was like, ah, it felt a little washed, a little forced. Yeah. But I'm sure if I saw it again, I, I would like it. And yeah. it can't be. It couldn't. If it's, you know, it's a Disney movie, so it couldn't have. It's not like they could have shown like lynchings or something. So it's no. like they kind of had to be a little bit hands off on that stuff. Yeah, they, they got about the worst they got was a brick through the window. Right, right, right. So my top two are to me there are we could potentially talk about any top ten list, especially when it comes to movies, and you'd have a hard time ever finding me being more sure of anything in the world than my top two sports movies. And it's just, to me, the, the gap after two is massive. Yeah. Uh, my number two movie, my, my number two sports movie is Hoosiers and it is absolutely perfect in every single way and nothing about it other than just sort of behind the scenes stuff that I've learned that I didn't want to know. Like the score is wrong a couple times. There's like little stuff like that that like I just didn't care about when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It gives me chills. It gives me. I just absolutely love every second of the movie. I was like a like a school child when I met the cast at you know I had them all like they were all at um um at one of the I, IU games and they were selling the not yet released like special edition and they could have and you know you can have them signed and it's just an absolutely perfect movie in every way possible and i love to watch it and it's and it's one of those things that like it's sort of played out that like teams will watch it when they're playing like a you know that you know that they're like an underdog or whatever but yeah. it's fantastic so that's my number two movie right. and if in most worlds, it would be no, number one, but it's not. Well, so. Hackman, I mean, I mean, it's, it's hard to, to argue with his performance. And I think maybe the only reason right. it didn't hit my top ten is I maybe watched it too many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're kind of in the in the region for where that movie has extended popularity. Right. Well, they well. wrote it. So I when and I was talking to you guys about about David Ansbaugh. So he and a, and uh, a, Angelo Pizzo, who also lives in town. Uh, they wrote it high on Kirk Kirkwood. They had like a little area that they would just get high in and they wrote the movie, I mean, in college when they were here. And it's just an interesting story. And of course, they all hated Gene Hackman. Just, And he mentions this, he mentioned this during the uh, interruption of Hoosiers that, that we did at Limestone. So I'm not speaking for him. He's been on record about it that he was just insufferable during it the one thing i will say that is disappointing in the movie is when him and barbara hershey kiss it just doesn't make sense and it didn't they didn't need it and it wasn't true and david has talked about it as he kind of wished that and you gotta understand this happens with a lot of things you know music as well where you don't know what you've got at the time so 
they weren't given any sort of clout or mm. cuts or anything. So if they said you're gonna, they're gonna kiss, and they're gonna kiss. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, sorry. No, no, you're you're good with that. I, I know exactly. I know exactly where you're coming from on that. I mean, we talked about that a little bit at one point. Yeah. I I'm a huge Douglas Adams fan, so when they made the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and I watched it, it's like, oh, this is great. Why is there a love story? There's no right. love story, right? Well, See, as someone that Hollywood. didn't really know this, didn't know the book very well. I really liked the movie, but then, of course, as I read the book and then I watched the series, I was like, ah, that was kind of stupid. But yeah. anyway, okay. So, number two, number two. I mean, we love our boxing movies here. Yeah. So I've got Cinderella Man. I don't, I don't know what that one. is. Oh man, that's a You've really got a good, good one. one to watch so, if you what, watched what is it? Uh, Cinderella Man. It's um, the story of James Braddock. So this is this is a period piece as much as it is uh, a boxing movie. Wait, is this the uh, Russell Crowe? No, this is what I was thinking. I thought the, what's the there's another boxing movie that was just a few years ago. I think what I think uh, that Bale won for. Oh right, um, the, I think it was called uh, Yes, The it, Fighter, which yeah. was a really uh, and and that uh, thoughtful title there. But anyway, sorry. that was from maybe gosh the. 70s or yeah 80s. he was a real it was based on a real person as well so th this is a ron howard movie set in the 1930s and the one of the reasons this this really sticks out in my mind is back in the day when i used to be a manager at uh movie theaters one of the things that i did as a manager was i would build the movies and that's when they would come in six seven eight nine different reels you had to put them together yep. and then you had to watch the movie to make sure that the movie was put together the way it was supposed to put, be put together so i'd go and put this in like the biggest theater and then i'd go to the volume which was normally at six and i'd crank it up to nine and every time that they were filming these scenes where there was some type of punching going on the bass was just so thick that you could feel it in your chest because I cranked the thing up so high. So the sound mixing in this movie was just killer because of how it was portrayed on screen. Now, the, the story behind it was what it was. He was poor and needed money. He had kids and family and blah, blah, blah. blah. Like, uh, that's, that, that's fine. But just yeah. the visuals, the fight scenes... The sound mixing, the period piece aspect of it just really impressed me when it came to this particular movie. Yeah, that was a good one. I enjoyed that one. All right. My number two, Moneyball. Um, again, I like things that kind of dissect uh, uh, an idea from a slightly different angle, taking it from, again, uh, the, the, the sheer numbers of, of the game and what it means to put a team together. Um it, it, I thought that was just really kind of eye-opening. And the fact that it's, you know, it's got uh, DeBennett Miller for Capote and Foxcatcher directing it. And, of course, you know, Brad Pitt in it, Robin Wright, who was just phenomenal and everything. I never knew Jonah Hill had that kind of depth until that film. Uh, I mean, it was Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, even uh, Chris Pratt pre-MCU. And... Uh, yeah. Uh, he played the baseball player that had a, a Z in his last name. Yeah, right? I can't like remember that. what it was. I don't remember that either. But just the the whole concept of what it means to try and run things when you're in an, uh, a less winnable situation by design. I just I like that. The the dawn of analytics yeah. is what that really it's meant. Right. Now uh, we're all at our number ones, right? Right. right. 
But we should probably throw out a few, maybe two, three honorable mentions that were outside, just outside the list. It's funny oh, that yeah. you say that because that's what I'm looking at my top 25 to see. I'm going to name a couple that are like that are enjoyable but not really a great movie. M- Mystery Alaska is actually one of the better hockey movies, and you know, Another, Miracle's uh, really Russell Crowe well. movie, right? Yes. Yep. Um, I'm going to so the program. Is is riddled with problems, but I actually really like to to watch it. It's a fo- football movie. If you didn't know, old James Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then I guess is my last one uh, that didn't make my list. Um, I'm gonna say it just because it's a very believable, and I just love sort of the way it was made, even though it's not a great movie is for, for love of the game, Ke- Kevin Costner's movie, which is it's, it, it, there's just, it's just a very interesting way that they told it where like they intertwine the game where he throws a per- perfect game in the movie. Like the movie exists during the game yeah, and it's not a great movie, but I love to watch it. And, uh, so those are the few that I'm. In. I mean, obviously, we didn't talk about Fr- Friday Night Lights or the uh, Karate Kid. Yeah, those are both really good movies that uh, probably could be on a list. So easily, um, I had just on the outskirts also Million Dollar Baby. Yeah, uh, because I'm uh, I'm a fan of all the people that are in it, um, and the, the the twist that it takes yeah i think is just so unexpected in that movie it's crazy um in the same vein of sudden death in a movie that is surrounding a sporting event in in a sense i have an an uh, absurd movie that no one likes it's the guru um <laughs> you're not you, yeah you're not it's <laughs> there's like fart jokes and yeah, yeah it's um it's not great. It's not great, but it to me it's great. It's it centers around a a hockey player who uh, needs help, so he goes to a guru to get help. A uh, goalie, um, Mike Myers. Mike Myers movie. Who's a big hockey fan? And then I also have Kicking and Screaming on here. Hmm. Uh, another Will Ferrell movie. Uh, oh, the soccer movie. The soccer movie where I, he. I, just, I don't remember it, but I did see it. We just takes a turn, discovers coffee at the end. It's I had a few. I, I, I was going to try and work in just some weird ones in any way I could. And this really wasn't anywhere near the top ten. In fact, I had to rule it out really fast. But I wanted to find a way to work Castaway into this. <laughs> just because there was a volleyball. Yeah. But uh, no. Uh, the ones that actually were kind of close that I liked. Uh, I'm. Uh, it's not exactly a sports movie, so I had to kind of discount it. But Brewster's Millions kind of focuses around baseball and it's Richard Pryor and John Candy and it's just really real well. Someone's wearing a Cubs jersey on the cover. I don't remember which one of them it is. Yeah, that, that And Candy wears a Cubs jersey and uh he he's wearing in he's wearing probably a jersey that's worth a lot of money. It's a er- Ernie Banks jersey in uh, uh when he gets w- uh in uh, Uncle Buck when he wakes yeah. him up in the middle of the night he's wearing an er- in in bed, he's wearing an Ernie Banks jersey. Yeah, that and that that movie just just makes me laugh every single time. But really, the 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 one that I I wanted to find a way to leave in the top ten, I just couldn't quite do it. This is a favorite of mine that I don't think a lot of people have watched, and it's it's a gem that's just missing. It's uh, the Scout, uh-huh. um, 
and Br- Brendan Fra- Fraser and uh, 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 Albert Brooks. Yeah, 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 exactly. And that that film is not only funny, but again, it's it's a, a psychological uh, breakdown of of Peter Pan syndrome and and some of the things that that are kind of wrong with the sport and what it means to interact with other people on a on, on a real level. I he throws a. It. He throws a three pit, so a nine, whatever nine times nine, an eighty-one pitch per, perfect game, I yeah. think, or something. Yeah, never misses a hit. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just kind of ridiculous, but can't talk to people. Right. It's just it's it's fantastic. It's so well done. So my number one movie, uh, sports movie, is um, part of how it's possible that it's ahead of Hoosiers, especially because they remind me of each other. Um, I get very emotional watching scenes that you, I don't know that there's a movie that I ever watch that I cry 10 different times in places that I don't even know that they were intending it to be like this. Um, There is uh, so many different things about it that have changed my life as a just as a person when I watch it and just how I feel. I'm a very sentimental person, and so uh, it's a perfectly made movie for me. Uh, and that's F- Field of Dreams. It's the best sports movie by far, in my opinion. And I think that that and Hoosiers are the only two like like elite sports movies in history. Um, I, I watch it at least, I mean, I watch it probably as often. I make a point to watch Halloween on Halloween. Uh, this year we actually watched misery because my wife won't watch Halloween, but she wanted to watch a movie with me. But every other year we watch it. I probably watch field of dreams towards the beginning of spring training. And then some point during the movie, um, this is the year that I'm going to show my son. There's a little bit, there's some stuff in it that I wasn't sure about him watching. Um, I absolutely connect with this movie, um, in a way that I only connect with a handful of other movies, to- Toy Story 3 being one of them. Um, and, uh, so, uh, I, I, at some point in my life, I'm going to, I'm going to go there. They're going to play a game there this year. And I think that once, if the Cubs ever play there, I'll probably go. So, um, anyway, that's my number one sports movie. That's a good choice. That's the whole reason I didn't bring that up in the almost made top tens. Cause I kind of figured. That yeah. Was going well, to be there you go. One. Sure. That's what I've got on mine too. That's your number one. Yeah. Well, it's, it's hard to say no to that film. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. It's, I mean, it's not just about, it's, it's about, <sighs> A connection that you can't really describe, and it happens to revolve around baseball. Yeah, right. It really, uh, honestly, that is a good point. Is that like Hoosiers is a basketball movie? Yeah. No one's going to be like, well, F- Field of Dreams. You could argue that it's it's about you know many things other than baseball, but even just like the scene, there's just so many different things about it that I could say. Uh, Moonlight Graham, when he comes, when he has to cross into the, you know, past the rocks and save the, the girl. And of course, this, she's famous as well. I can't remember her name, but she's uh, the little kid in the movie is now right. like a, right. she's on uh, the uh, the Amazon show Tra- Transparent. 
right, I'm right, blanking right. on her name, but Gabby but, Hoffman. Yes, yes, and uh, anyway, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's it's hard to like it's hard to argue against that one. I have no idea what you're going to say, so I'm a little bit easier to telegraph, and that's okay. I mean, I I could you know it probably wasn't that surprising that as we moved on my list was like mostly like critically acclaimed like they're sort of anyway so no. i have no clue <laughs> well we've already gone over my number one oh, okay okay so gotcha. it's, it's a league of their own okay gotcha oh great oh that's right you said it wasn't even on your list you hadn't said it yet yeah, yeah it's it's it, you talking about that emotional connection yes i get that emotional connection with this movie yep. just because um a lot of it's uh, you know, we talked a little bit, you know, you do baseball with your kids. Yeah. And and it's that kind of connection. We're yep. passing this through. I didn't have that. Right. So instead, it's seeing the connection in others yep. and the loss, both the, the appreciation for what you had, but also the understanding of the loss for what you don't have anymore. Sure. That that hit me with this movie in a way that I, I always I love I love kind of tear jiggers. Same kind of thing you're talking about. I I will tear up in this film multiple times just because it's it's got that kind of that kind of connection in in interpersonal relationships. That's that's big for me and it's got character development. That's hugely important to me. Yeah, I mean the just the relationship between the sisters is you know, it's heartbreaking. It's, 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 you know, in, in, in d different moments, it's different feelings and just having it be the two of them. Uh, uh, you know, I always wondered as a kid, did she drop the ball on purpose? And they don't ever say, and I like that. And there's not a lot of mystery when it comes to this movie. Like is, I don't know that Penny Marshall could direct a movie that was like mysterious. I think that she was going to play it pretty much by the numbers, but the numbers in this movie are how you should do it. Yeah, She did everything right. And it was, it's great. So I'm with you. I think yeah. it's fantastic. It's beautiful. And all of ours were baseball movies. Yeah. And what it, is the easiest it's the easiest translated because it's and this all comes back to baseball is the most emotional and and you you have a connection to numbers like you talked about like there are yes people know that Will Chamberlain scored 100 points in a game but the average person probably doesn't realize that Michael Jordan is not the leading scorer in the history of the league. Mm -hmm. Like it, you don't have the same. I mean, no one knows anything about stats in football. Like I, I, I missed a question on a, on a, on a, on HQ sports. Like what, st what stat did Peyton Manning re retire and still has the lead in? And I thought for sure it was yards and mm -hmm. it was t touchdowns. Yeah. I, but that's what I'm saying. We don't value football statistics in the way that we do in baseball and there's just like this romanticism about baseball that it is by far the most ro romanticized sport and you know and i know that i enjoy it more than any other sport and i so that's probably why i think that way about the movies as well well i think there's a reason behind that romanticism you look at basketball you look at football how many people when they're watching it being played or watching a movie about it go, yeah, I could do that. Right. It just doesn't happen. They understand. I'm not six foot eight. I'm not going to dunk a basketball. Right. Uh, I am, don't weigh 300 pounds. I'm not going to plow somebody over. But I could kind of see myself 
being at the plate, I might be able to, to hit a ball or to be able to do something. It's a lot easier to connect. Yeah. To, to those 95-mile-per-hour cheese coming at your chin, and then you're like, <laughs> you no, I'm not going to be able to do that. Well, yeah. But when you were when you were younger, you played, well, maybe. You played t-ball. You played Little League Baseball. You didn't play peewee football. You might have played some basketball. In Indiana, you probably played some basketball basketball. when you were younger. But a lot of people played t-ball or they played, um, you know, Little League Baseball. That was just a thing that a lot of boys and girls, when I was growing up, that's what a lot of kids did was they played baseball. And I'll go back to it, too. When we were growing up, if you had TV and you were watching things on TV, it was a sporting event, you could see maybe a basketball game, maybe. And football was on, but you watched it on Monday night. Yeah, or but baseball sure. was on all the time. All the time. And it was the Cubs yeah. and the Braves. Those are the only two teams that you could watch. Yeah. Well, what do you think, uh, dear listeners? What are your top ten sports movies? Don't forget to drop a message onto the website www.everybodylovespudding.com. We have forums. We would love to see what your lists are or share them on our social media. Of course, we are on Twitter at Real Pudding Guys. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Real Pudding Guys, and of course, we are on Patreon at Real Pudding Guys. Where for just a dollar a month, you could help support us as we look for our lost sporting equipment and maybe come up with a new entry onto our top 10 lists. Is there a play against sports? Does that still exist? Not anymore. I mean, not here. We don't have one here. There might be some around. But, <laughs> yeah. but until next time, keep on swinging away. Yeah.